You got me. It's Kim Commando today, and I'm here with you just the facts and tips you need to thrive in our digital world, or as I like to say, to live the best digital life ever. All right, let's start with a pro tip. When you're video chatting with your girlfriend, I want you to be careful that the reflection in your sunglasses, they don't show the woman who you're cheating on with her next. That's right. It happened. A woman discovered that her boyfriend was cheating on her by spotting a clue in a selfie. That's right. And this video has over, I don't know, a couple of million views right now. You see in his sunglasses the legs of another woman in his car. Ooh, whoopsie. So he was caught two-timing while FaceTiming, and he only has his selfie to blame. <laughs> yes, and you see, ladies and gentlemen, just an example of all the fun that we have here week after week as we talk about living the best digital life ever. It is possible. I'm, of course, Kim Commando here with you once again. You can find us on over 425 top stations from coast to coast, and we're streaming in your favorite radio app. And, of course, you can find us streaming as a podcast, as a webcast, 24-7, whenever you want, over at GetKim.com. And there's also uh, three months of archives over at GetKim. So if you ever sit there and go, like, wow, I was wondering what Kim said about that. Well, head over to GetKim.com for that. And a special thank you goes out to our servicemen and women in the Army, the Marines, the Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, and Space Force who are protecting our great nation and joining us on the American Forces Network Radio. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And that's why our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. All right, let's start this out with five things you need to know about future tech that will give you a glimpse into where things are headed. And we're going to talk about license plates. Okay, pretty mundane tech right now in our cars, right? You have the state slogan. Maybe you have some numbers or some letters, a tag that says you, you have actually paid your registration fees. But not if you live in California or Arizona and now a third state, Michigan. Because if you live in any of those states, you have the option to get a fancy new digital license plate, which they say can help you find your car if it ever gets stolen uh, it gets public safety alerts. Of course, it's going to cost you. So think about this, a smart license plate. It has an HD display and LTE connectivity, as well as a GPS for a certain model. I'll tell you about that in a sec. Uh, you can switch between dark and light modes, and you can select personalized messages to appear at the bottom. So like, you know, that guy or gal is coming just a little too close. You can say, back off if you can read this, you know, one of those things. So if you do get the GPS-enabled license plate, it has transponders built in. So you can uh, locate a lost or stolen car. You can send alerts to your smartphone if it detects suspicious activity around your vehicle. And then there's an app, of course, that allows you to track mileage. Uh, you can re renew your vehicle registration online if you want. Uh, Reviver is the company that makes these that I'm talking about. There's two models, a battery-powered plate and a hardwired plate that also includes that GPS. All right, number two on our list is why is the only question for this next item? I mean, why settle for playing music from your phone? Why listen to compressed audio from your smart speaker? Why not waste your money on a brand new Sony Walkman that's ready for it? Almost $4,000. Yes, here in the future, we are back to MP3 players. The uh, Sony NW... WM1ZM2. So what do you think we should call the new Sony Walkman player? Ah, I'm thinking the NWMWIMZM2. Well, it, that sounds perfect to me. God, what a lame name for a product. Anyway, 
It's a $3,700 MP3 player. It has a 99.99% pure gold-plated oxygen-free copper chassis. I guess that's important. A 5-inch 720p display. Hmm. An upscaling algorithm for CD quality, 16-bit, 44, 48 kilohertz audio. You get a 256-gigabyte expandable storage for your tunes, Wi-Fi streaming, 40 hours of battery life. Oh, it supports WAV files, too. Anybody need this? Anybody? They also make a poor man's version for $1,400 in an aluminum alloy body. Just, they say, low-resistance, oxygen-free copper cable and only 128 gigs of space. So that's an MP3 player for $1,400. The other one's $3,700. Not for me. I'll just say to this future music tech, Audios. Get it? Adios? Audios? Oh, come on. That was actually a good one. All right, number three. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's toilet paper. That's right. By the end of 2021, Amazon's massive fleet of delivery drones was supposed to be filling the sky, bringing everything from toothpaste to laptops right to our door. Well, one Sunday evening about nine years ago, Jeff Bezos confidently predicted on 60 Minutes that by the fall of 2021, Amazon's delivery drones would be everywhere. No, they're not. So you could say it was kind of a massive failure. But if anybody could do it, it would have been Amazon. But Amazon has come out recently and said, we're still in the drone business. Yes, it's 2022, and we are in the drone business. They're rolling out a test in Lockerford, California. Okay, where is that? Lockerford, California. If you live there, I know that you know where it is, but the rest of us don't. It's somewhere in the middle of central California. And I actually looked it up because I didn't know where it was. Population, uh, 3,512. That's where Amazon is going to be doing those drone deliveries. Yes. I want to move there just to see how it's going to work. Talk about droning on. Uh, Number four on our list, finally, you can take your meetings with you. I know this has happened to me so many times. I bet it's happened to you, too. You're in the middle of a heated, very engaging, can't believe it, simply amazing Zoom call that you wish that would never end. Me neither. But one company thinks you have a ton of these. Cisco has a new way to help you. They say they're going to be rolling out to continue WebEx meetings on your iPhone through CarPlay. That's right. You can now have an option that says move to mobile. So you can move the phone call from your desktop to your iPhone by scanning a QR code and then CarPlay will continue the meeting the moment you plug your iPhone into your car. But wait, there's more. An update coming later this summer will give you the option to listen to past WebEx video call recordings. Yes. Imagine, wait, we could put these technologies together. Imagine being able to listen to video call meetings on your $4,000 Sony Walkman. Yes. Oh, gosh, just pinch me. The future is here. Uh, Finally, number five, always remember a squid goes into battle well-armed. I'm talking about Squid Games, of course, that South Korean survival drama TV series on Netflix. I watched it. I thought it was actually really good. Uh, In case you did, it had nine episodes, tells the story of 456 people who are just loaded with debt. They're competing for this cash prize, and they are put in a deadly series of children's games. Now, the first one... Starts us out with a bang, literally, 
It's the game of red light, green light, where if the giant doll catches you moving, it turns around and you get shot. Uh, Squid Game was released, let's say, September 17th, 2021. I looked that up. It's Netflix, as they say, most watched series. It's the top viewed program in 94 countries, attracting more than 142 million households. Wow. Uh, 1.65 billion viewing hours during its first four weeks from launch, surpassing Bridgerton for the title of the most watched show, Squid Games. That's right. Well, the reason what that I bring this up here is that they just renewed it for a second season, they be Netflix, and it's going to be broadcast, they say, late 2023, early 2024. And I know what you're thinking. That's incredible. Squid Ink. All right, coming up in just a few minutes. This is really interesting to me. You might be wondering, you know, if every time you saved a Wi-Fi network on your device, what happens to that data? What really happens? I think that's. I think you're gonna be fascinated by that. Uh, we're also gonna tell you how you can know current traffic conditions before you hit the road, and also later on a hidden privacy report to check with your phone. And Ali Seligman, our amazing content queen, is gonna be on board with us to share some of her helpful tips and insights. And of course, we have all of your phone calls still to come here on the Kim Commando Show. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open. I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital. It's one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And we're starting a new experiment here at the Kim Commando Show because I've heard from so many people over the years like, you know, I don't have um, the nerve to get on national radio show, Kim, but I really want your answer to a particular question. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick a couple of emails every weekend to answer here on the show without you necessarily having to call in and wanting to call in or being able to call in. And so to drop me your question, just head over to commando.com. And in the right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. That's, again, commando.com with a K, K K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com, of course. And the right-hand corner, there's a a link that says email Kim. All right, coming in just a few moments, what's going on with all these Wi-Fi network passwords that you've saved over the years? And how about we start with Scott in Oakland Park, Florida. Hi there, Scott. How are you, Kim? I'm great. What's going on in Oakland Park that I can lend a hand to? <laughs> um, I've got a contact management system I've used for years and years, but I just think maybe there's something better out there. What are you using? ACT. You know, I used to ben, use ACT. I, I've heard I, you say that. Yeah, I mean, I used to love ACT. I used to like, I mean, I had... I had my world on act and then they got sold and then they changed it around. And then I don't know. It just wasn't the same. I paid for an upgrade and didn't install it for a year because it was working okay. And then they just abandoned it and said, Oh, well, you got to get a new upgrade. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I need to get a new system. <laughs> That's why I'm calling. <laughs> I need to get, yeah, I've had enough of you. I'm getting my act together because yeah. you don't have your act together. All right. Yeah. Um, I, what, do you, what do you use it for? Really just calling, just reaching out emails, basically, just direct email marketing. Okay. Um, and I don't send out a lot. I've got about three, well, 300. 350 okay. customers that, that I keep in contact with. And sometimes I have attachments. So ACT works for that because you can have an attachment for that and it goes through Outlook. It okay. 
if I just do a uh, a mail merge through, at least I can't get it to work. A mail merge through like a Excel list, I can't get it to work to have an attachment. And then when you're sending out these 300, do you, you don't do it at once, right? Well, I try to. I try to do oh, groups. Okay. Unfortunately, um, I try to do groups of 10, 20. Have you ever thought fifty? Don't, or let me let me, before I ask you this question. Do you do you call these people on a regular basis that you need to keep track of, or is this just strictly email? No, I I speak to them as well, and I do okay, keep so, notes and okay, all right, all right, whatnot in there and events sometimes for uh, some of them. Okay, well let let's talk about the email, then we'll talk about the CRM. Okay, okay. um, if you're sending out three hundred emails at once, it's not you don't really know who's opening them, right? I mean, you don't know if unless the address bounces back, then you know that it's a bad email address. Right. And so what I'd like you to do is just just try it. Just try it once. And I think once you try it, you'll be like, oh, OK, I get what Kim's talking about is that you want to use a service like MailChimp or Constant Contact. And so okay. what happens is, is that you're going to export out of act. You can export all your email addresses for your clients. Right. And. You can also export first name, last name, whatever it may be. And then so this way in the subject, it'll say, Scott, comma, here's a new deal for you or whatever it may be. And then right. you can say, hey, Scott, blah, blah, blah. OK. But then they also have these templates. And the templates are made so that this way we know that they work on desktop, Android, smartphone, iPhone, Huawei, whatever it may be. And so yeah, they're responsive. But in addition to that, you get reports at the end that says, hey, Kim opened up the email and she opened it twice. And as a matter of fact, she clicked the link. And so maybe you ought to call Kim because it sounds like she's interested. Okay, so you get a lot of intel there that you don't get just by sending out mass emails. And they don't it doesn't cost you anything unless you hit like 10,000 folks. It's still it's free. On the bottom, it says brought to you by MailChimp, like whatever. Okay, but you get you get and you get tremendous email marketing statistics. I mean, we send out like 20 million emails a month, not through them. We have to use our own servers. But that's the other thing, too, is that you're not put on a spammers list, okay? Because yeah, if you yeah. send email, then all of a sudden now you're on a spammer list. Okay, so try – try look at Constant Contact. That's what I use for my sister. We use MailChimp here for some of our direct marketing to some of our advertising agencies. Um, but either one's good. As far as with okay. ACT, what we're using uh, for, con- for CRM is a program called HubSpot. H-U-B-S-P-O-T. Uh, it's free. It has some premium features. We tried Salesforce. It was way too much money and way too much overkill. Okay. So with all of our affiliate stations, we're using HubSpot as the CRM. It does have uh, some email integration, but I want you to really move your email off of that platform that you're using now and really use a program that's made for email marketing. And I'm telling you, once you once you see these stats, you're going to be like, "Wow, this is super cool. This is really great." And again, you're not going to worry about somebody putting your IP address on a spammers list because that's really hard to get out of that. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for your call. If you need any other help, let me know because hey, this is one thing I really know a lot about in running a business for all these years. All right, if you ever want to go back in time, this is really interesting. Whether you're on Windows or Mac, you can see every single wireless network you've ever connected to along with the network's password. I mean, on my Wi-Fi list, I found airport terminals, friends' homes, a reminder that I should have left a 
bad Yelp review at a horrible Italian restaurant. I should have done that. Now, this tech trick is super handy for when you want to use a wireless network that you didn't connect to automatically and you totally forgot the password. Now, heads up, you do need a bit of digging around, but once you find the list, you'll always know how to get back to it. So let's start with the Mac. The easiest way is just search for keychain access. And then you're going to go into passwords, get the Wi-Fi network, and you'll see the password. Again, that's in your keychain access. Now, if you're in Windows, of course, it's not as straightforward. Nothing is straightforward in Windows. But you have to go to the Network and Sharing Center, go to Connections, and then it's nosy around. Just look around until you find wireless properties. Either way, every Wi-Fi network that you ever connected to is just right there for the taking. All right. Joining us right now is Ali Seligman. She's our amazing content queen over at Commando.com. And Allie and I were chatting this past week about, oh, it was so sad, Al, wasn't it? So sad. Inter- Internet Explorer. Single single tier. You know, Ugh. I'm a positive person. I hope for the best. And I don't really, you, do. you know, like to celebrate the demise of anything. But this is one we have been waiting a long time for. 27 years, right? 27 years. Let's take a little flashback. So it came out in 1995. That was the year Apollo 13 came out. Okay. Okay. That was the yes. year that Michael Jordan came out of retirement, said, you know what? I'd rather be the world's best basketball player than a pretty mediocre baseball player. Okay. Good right. move. Yes. Also the year Steph Curry, speaking of basketball, just won his fourth NBA championship this week. Uh, he was seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of does. You know what? That's like years before Ian was born, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you start thinking back like 1995. Right. Yeah. It almost doesn't sound not long ago, but it was a long time yes. ago, 27 years. Of course, when we talk about Internet Explorer and the history, I have to mention the antitrust lawsuit. The government sued Microsoft. That was back in 2001 because, yeah, it came packaged with Windows, but you couldn't uninstall it. You couldn't change your default. <laughs> and thanks to all that, now that's why we can we use can do that. whatever browser on our computers, our phones, our tablets, whatever we want. So maybe you loved Internet Explorer. Maybe you hated it. But this definitely is the end of an era. Yes, it is. But, you know, they're keeping us on edge. Oh, sorry. Okay, that's a yes. professional segue. Thank you. So if you are still using Internet Explorer, one, why? Uh, and two, please stop. Really, you, you shouldn't use it anymore. It's it's just downright dangerous. Um, my preference, really, I know Chrome is the big one. My preference is Edge on a PC and Safari on a Mac. I just think they work better. They use less of your computer's resources. You know, and I, I have this talk with Barry all the time, okay, because like, he is just bent on using Firefox. I mean, <laughs> loves Firefox, loves it. But I'm like, and then he'll say, like, oh, this doesn't work or that doesn't work. Okay? And I'm like, you just need to use Safari. Okay, just make life easier. It's made to work with your Apple. Just do that. Yeah, they do just work really nicely. Another good option if you really are security focused, which Firefox is. Brave is also a good one. But yeah, those those standards that are really meant to work with your computer, those are the best. But, you know, also Chrome is the, you know, Chrome is the number one browser right now. Oh, far and away. And that is, you know, really what took over. Once Internet Explorer started to lose its hold, Chrome stepped right in. Um, you know, it was really like 2002, 2003. That's when Internet Explorer peaked. Everyone was using it because we couldn't get away from it and everybody had a Windows computer. But yeah, it's it's been quite a long time now. Chrome is the big hitter. And so um, so that's retired. What else has been retired? That is a great question. Yes. Yeah. So when we're talking about things like programs, services, devices, once they stop getting security updates, 
they're just dangerous to use um, for lots of reasons. You know, if there's new vulnerability, it's not going to get patched. So I've got three things that you really need to say goodbye to. First up, the Amazon Echo. No, not all of them, but the first generation Echo. Um, There was actually a new study. So there's a consumer company called Witch, and one of the things they do is try to hack into devices and see how safe they are. So we're talking about the old one, the first gen, kind of those tall cylindrical echoes. They came in black and white. Was that from 2014? I believe it was. Yeah, it's it's pretty old. Um, I actually have one in my house, which is unplugged, (laughs) thank goodness, because (laughs) these are vulnerable to an old security uh, exploit that was fixed in all the other models. This one, no. Um, They actually found the same thing with an older model of the Google Nest Hello video doorbell. They were able to stop recording remotely on those. So if you have an old Nest doorbell, get rid of it. That's a little scary. And because if, if they could stop recording, they could break then in your they house can and you wouldn't break see into them. your house and you'd be like, oh, I don't know why I didn't get a notification. Oh. Everything looks good to How me. How strange, right? Right. All right. Number two on my list, a very important one, your old cell phone. If it's not getting security updates anymore, it's not safe to use. There are too many people trying to break into phones. We'll start with iPhones. This fall, with the iOS 16 update, you're going to lose access to anything older than the iPhone 8. So if you're still using a Generation 1 SE, a 6S, right. a 6S Plus, a 7, a 7 Plus, I'm sorry. It's time to start shopping. Who was, I'm just trying to think, somebody I was just talking to has an iPhone 4. <laughs> I forget who that was. I think maybe it was. You told me this story. Yeah, the, I'm. I forget who that was, but I was like, I'm like. What? I'm honestly surprised it still can charge and have battery life. Yes, it was nuts. Things are a little, you know, murkier when it comes to Android because there are so many different manufacturers and companies that use Android. But generally, you're going to get three to four years of support. A few Google Pixels are on the chopping block soon. The 4 and the 4XL, uh, that's up in October. So, again, time to start thinking about a new phone. No matter what kind of phone you have, here's an easy little trick to see hey, how long is this thing supported? Or even worse, is this out of support? Um, just do a Google search. Type in your phone's model name with the word security support. You'll probably land on you know, the manufacturer's website and they'll let you know there how long your phone's going to be supported. And once it's done, please get a new phone. <laughs> Time to get a new yes. phone, yes. All right, the last thing on my list is a security risk, but this is more on the physical security side. Now, a little insider secret here. If you were watching with us in the Commando community, you know that I took a big deep dive into surge protectors <laughs> and outlet extenders. Oh my gosh, you did. You did a huge dive. I sure did, <laughs> okay. which is going to be coming out as a tip this week. Uh, so yes. make sure you get our tips newsletter. Because the, the, the operative sentence that will always stick is we don't want your house to burn down. Seriously, <laughs> these things can cause... No, this is serious. This is serious. Yeah, they can cause a lot of fires. They cause damage, even death and you know injuries. So this is serious stuff. I'm not going to go into all that detail. You'll have to sign up for our tip newsletter to see that. But I will say, if you have any of those old metal surge protectors or outlet extenders, you know the ones I'm talking about, they look, we'll say vintage. Yes. If you have any that has a coax connection, these are old and you should stop using them. Also, if you have any that have one of those little burned out you know, outlets on them, <laughs> please do not just move to the next one. Those. You need to get rid of the whole thing because there's some internal yes. damage. A good rule of thumb is about every five years. Might seem wasteful, but better safe than sorry, right? Nobody wants a fire. You know, I've noticed we've been getting a lot of calls about Chromebooks. That I mean, it seems like over the last couple of shows that we've had different people saying, you know, my, it's 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 a Dell Chromebook that is suddenly expired. I mean, and and 
you know, a lot of people don't realize that the Chromebook comes with an end of life. It does indeed, which is really nice. And you should check this before you buy one. We're actually going to have another story on commando.com that's all about this. And we're going to show you how to check based on the model that you're looking at how much life it has. It's a little tricky. Google says Chromebooks get about eight years of support. But the, the trick is that's from the time the very first one of that model was manufactured. So Not when you got it. Exactly. Right? So if it's years okay. old, you could end up with one that's you know only got a couple, a couple years left. And so end of life means no more updates. No more security mm -hmm. updates, yes. no more patches, any of that stuff. One more thing, and good call, Kim. We are going to have that on the site. We also have information on routers you shouldn't use anymore, security cameras, uh, Kindles even, old laptops, things that just put you in danger. But I do want to close this circle. We started with Microsoft, so let's end with it. Windows 10. Maybe you're wondering, okay, Windows 11 is out now. Does that mean that I'm going to have to get rid of 10 anytime soon? Good news, if you don't want to upgrade, or maybe you're like me and your PC can't handle the, the Windows 11 upgrade. Right, yes. Windows 10 is going to be supported through 2025. All so right. So got a good long while with that. Of course, different story for Windows 7. I know that some of you are still using it <laughs> yes. because you don't like change, and you really shouldn't. Uh, support was up for that in 2020. So please, I'm begging you, update. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Allie, there is some guy mm -hmm. who's who's looking at at his phone or the radio or the TV or, or or the screen, whatever it may be, and he's saying, yeah, but, you know, I'm still using Windows XP and it works free and I love Windows XP. <laughs> Allie Solomon, you can't get me to update. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You should update, sir, please. <laughs> yes, it's going to be. Oh, you know, we're going to get the email. I guarantee you. Bring it. Okay. As a matter of fact, why don't you just bring on the email, okay? So if you're using Windows XP, just let us know <laughs> so that this way we can make fun of you properly instead of just, you know, through this screen. Yes. So, we will call you I, I love Windows. Yes, I love Windows XP. <laughs> I use it. I love it. I lo they do. I'm telling you, they do. All right. So we've got a lot of exciting things happening at commando.com. So if you're not already getting our tips, newsletters, make sure that you do. Head over to commando.com slash subscribe. And Allie, once again, thanks for joining us and great job as always. All right. It's time now for a wonderful tip. And this week it's brought to you by iDrive. Get this. A public school district in New Jersey had to go back to the basics recently when a ransomware attack crippled the district's computer system. Wow. Final exams were canceled. Could you imagine these kids? I mean, no more snow days, ransomware days. That's right. The teachers found themselves dusting off old overhead projectors. Just imagine student records permanently lost. Having a reliable backup of important data is so important. I've used and recommended iDrive's cloud backup service for so many years. And for good reason. It's easy to use. It's affordable. It includes generous backup space, so you just have plenty of room. And iDrive can be used to back up all your devices, your PCs, your Macs, your servers, your smartphones, and more. And what's wonderful, it does it all into one account. And with iDrive snapshots, you can roll your data back in case of an attack to a previous state. It's a great feature to have in this fight, this constant fight against ransomware. Plans start at less than $7 a month. And use my name, Kim, at checkout. You'll get 90% off of the first year. Just go to iDrive.com. Use my name, Kim. Once again, that's iDrive.com. And you want to be sure to use promo code Kim. All right. I just used this the other day. Okay, I needed to get from, well, I needed to get from L.A. to L.A.X. And I looked and it said, well, it would be 25 minutes. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what it would be at 930. So I went and I said, well, if we leave at 930, how long would it be? It'd be 45 minutes. And well, that was because of traffic. 
And so what happens is that Google will actually estimate how long it's going to take based on previous traffic conditions. So, you know, if you look at traffic, how long it's going to take at 9 a.m., 15, 20 minutes is a lot different than 45 minutes. And it's been, and you don't want to be sitting there, you know, in traffic because gas is so expensive and it's just you don't want to miss a flight or anything like that. So actually, whether you're using Apple Maps or Google Maps, there is a secret. Both will predict pretty accurately what traffic you're going to hit at a future time, at a future date. And if you're using Apple Maps, here's how you do it. You select your destination, tap on Leave Now. And from there, you can select a date and time that you want to leave by or arrive. So if you need to get to LAX by 1015 or whatever it may be. On Google Maps, you search for directions, tap the three dots, and then you want to set depart or arrival time. They're going to show you how long the trip is going to take at that future date based on what traffic conditions are normally like at that time of day. It's really super sweet. All right, still to come, we have more of your phone calls. And then later on this hour, a hidden privacy report to check on your phone. And of course, you have more of me, Kim Commando. All right, back to the phones we go with Joseph in Naples, Florida. Hello there, Joseph. Hello, Kim. How are you today? I'm fantastic now that you called me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I've got a small problem that I would like to alleviate, and I know that you're the person that's going to give me the straight answer. All right. I travel Pressure's on. There you go. I travel a lot. I am the company safety officer for a large lumber company, and I travel between 24 stores all the way from the uh, Florida Keys up to New Jersey. Now, Whenever I'm traveling, if I get a phone call, normally I get one of the newer cars, and if I get a phone call, it's not a problem. I can answer the phone call. But if I'm asked a specific question that I keep on all my brains, I've got to pull over to the side of the road, take out my phone, and hook it up with a hotspot, and then hook it up to my laptop. Well, the problem is, as soon as it hooks up to the laptop, number one, It says, not a secure connection. Mm -hmm. And the next thing it does is it starts to slow down. Is there anything out there that I can get that would help me maintain speed? I know it's not going to be as fast as it is in my house or at one of the locations, but I can probably. Yeah. So, So what's happening is as you're traveling around, you're probably going like from 4G to 3G to 5G. You know, so you're getting different uh-huh. connections, right? Correct. And so so what we need is to have a reliable, steady signal so that this way, if you do need to pull over because you need to look something up or reference a report or whatever it may be, is that you have that data there. Um, the data that you're saving, it, the data that you're referring to, is it already on your laptop or is it in the cloud? Well, that's it. It's in the cloud. Most of it, but there's a lot of things that I've got that is my own data that I maintain on the hard drive. Okay, well, that's easy. Okay, then we can get to that. But it's in the cloud. That's when it's causing an issue because it's Mm -hmm. needing to connect and download the data. Okay, there's a company called uh, WeBoost, and I normally like to recommend like three different products, but this is a product that actually works, okay? It's (laughs) It's a cell phone signal booster. And it's a cradle mount. So what you're going to do is you're going to put your phone in in the rental car in this cradle mount, and it will boost the signal, okay, as well as charge it at the same time. 
And it also has a magnetic roof antenna. So if you do pull over and it's still not enough, you just pop that antenna on the top of the, the rental car. Uh, it does work and it works on all the carriers. It's 5G. And as I mentioned, it does a rapid charge at the same time. So you're getting kind of a twofer. It's not cheap, but it's not expensive, if that makes sense. It's about $200. Uh, and it's called We Boost Drive Sleek. We Boost Drive Sleek. And what I'll do is I'll post a link to this, Joseph, inside the Commando community. So if you go to commando.com slash community, in the Q&A forum on the left-hand side, there's going to be some links to things that I talk about here on the show, some direct product links, and I'll put them there for you and um, safe driving. And make sure that you get the Cam Commando podcast. You can listen to me up and down the coast all the time. All right. That might be a little much, but it'd be fun. And th- okay, there are like millions of apps in the Apple and App Store. And you might not know this, but on your iPhone, there's a hidden feature called the App Privacy Report. It shows you how often apps access your data, what kind of data, whether it's your camera, your mic, your location, contacts, and more. But you have to turn it on. And so what you want to do is just do a search for App Privacy Report and turn it on. Uh, the Android version, not as polished, but they call it the Privacy Dashboard. Once again, the Privacy Dashboard or the App Privacy Report. Definitely worth checking out on any smartphone. Hey, thanks for joining us. Don't forget 24-7. You can always find me on our website. That's commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. One more thing, make sure that you sign up for our free tech newsletters delivered right to your inbox. Head over to commando.com slash subscribe now while you're thinking about it. Once again, that's commando.com slash subscribe. And thanks for listening. I appreciate you.